IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film from the IMDb Top 250 list every single fortnight, we also do a wide variety of other things, including pod v pods, draft, quizzes, games, etc. You name it, maybe we do it, who knows? Do we do etc.? Is that a new game? Oh, your jokes are on fire already. Oh, yes. And you've heard his voice. Get ready for his intro. It's Hendo. How are you going? What's going on, everyone? Great to be back for another brand new episode. Yes, always nice to be back for a brand new episode. Yes, it is. As opposed to all those old episodes we record. Well, we're not there anymore. <gasps> How are you, buddy? Yes, very well, very well. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. Very good. I played golf on the weekend for the first time in a, since I went away to play golf, so... That was lovely. Wow, you played golf since the last time you played golf. <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Shame you couldn't make it out on the links. No, couldn't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what have you been doing, my friend? Oh, uh, well, we, I did celebrate with our good friend Georgia for her birthday on the weekend. It was uh, uh, a big night of drinking. First time I've done that in a very long time. Like, I wrote myself off. Did you? Yeah, it was epic. Lots of shots, lots of drinks. No, very good. I know what you're like when you're drunk, and it's um, beyond embarrassing. So, well done to you. Thank you, I guess. I actually have an in- interesting story that happened the next day. We were, it's we not got, like you, Hendo. We got an Uber home, and then the next day we're like, "Yeah, we'll go pick up the family car. I'll, dr- I'll drive my car down." So we're driving down on the freeway, a hundred kilometers an hour. That's like what eighty miles for you Americans out there. Yep. And my back tire blew out. Like bang, bang, instant flat, shredded the tire on the freeway. I'm like, holy shit! Like swerving to get into the emergency lane to stop. Had to get the tow truck out. The the Tire was a disaster. That, that's the tire in the end. Oh, damn. Yeah. That is shredded. Yeah, absolutely wasted. Uh, it was a very bad day with a massive hangover waiting on the side of the freeway in the freezing cold. It was raining. I was like, oh, man, just kill it me. It was raining. It was raining and cold and miserable. Did you, have, did you have the kids? No, the kids were with Curious Folks. We were going to pick them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a, a shocking day. All I wanted to do was just crawl up into bed and die. I actually noticed when I uh, came in here, I saw that you had your... 80-kilometer limit oh, you tire that. on your car. I was like, oh, Hendo's had a rough weekend, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I got a new phone, though. Nice. What'd you get? Uh, the new Huawei. It's a new brand, apparently. Like, it's a little bit better than the Samsung. Works exactly like it. Get over a little bit better than Samsung. Don't be ridiculous. Works exactly like a Samsung. He's showing me a smartphone like he's proven the point. Yes. Look, I can scroll through screens. Yes. <laughs> It looks exactly like the Samsung I just had. Fair enough. What is it, like poor man's Samsung? I didn't see that on the on the box. <laughs> Fair enough. As long as you're happy, I'm happy, Endo. Really? No, I couldn't care less. Yeah. It's nice that you have a phone, though. With the catch-me-if-you-can background wallpaper, that is committed. Are you saying you're not committed? Well, What's I've your got... background of? My background is... Golf? No, it is of... Is it the plan of, like, the, the three-par? It's a picture of sand. It's a beautiful sunset. My son is hanging off a buoy on the that is washed ashore. It's really an amazing photo that I took with my Samsung Galaxy S10 5G. See, with the Hawaii, does I yours have 5G? I could have I could have. Yes, it does. Have 5G. This has 50 times camera zoom. I could have got a this clear has picture. 6G. <laughs> I could have zoomed in on the sun and seen the seen the flames on it. Nice. All right, Hendo, now that we've finished measuring dicks, what else are we doing today? I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) I need my tape measure. (laughs) No, today it is Pod v Pod, 
27. And we've got a new guest on today. We've got Gerald from the Two Peas on a Podcast. It's going to be a great time. Another good movie battle, as usual. Yep, can't wait. And then after that, we'll take a look at the answers for the question of the week, which is what is your favorite comic book movie? We did go, we did initially start with movies adapted from a comic book, but we just thought comic book movie just is a lot easier. Yeah, for you who's never read a comic book in your life. That's not, that'd be a fair amount of people, I'd say. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 Which made it much easier for my top five, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then after we find out the winner of our latest competition, we'll look at the results of the final 16 of the best 1990s film tournament. And almost every movie in this list is fantastic. It's, and it's crazy. There's so many awesome battles. I've had, so much, I've had so much fun watching the um, the votes go back and forth and the leads change between classic movies. So. Lots of good interaction from the listeners as well. People get right involved in these Twitter battles. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then after all that, we're going to be talking about what else we've been watching for the last fortnight, which is actually quite small for both of us these days. It's not small from me by my lofty standards. That's, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. this is quite large for you. I have a massive three. No, I have more than three. <laughs> Give me the update. All right, I know what's going on on the IMDb top 250 list. Well, Toy Story 4 has dropped another 15 spots down to 221. Man, that's that's quick. Yeah, it's going to be out pretty soon, I reckon. Yep. Avengers Endgame dropped six spots to 41. Ooh. Yeah, that's the biggest uh, mover it's had in a very long time. Mm. Parasite is still holding strong at 80 right now. Mm. And that's going to do it for a bit of movers and shakers in the list. The, the, the biggest movement is the pianist has gone up two spots. That's it. But in terms of... New entries and films that, are, films that are out of the list. Uh, down at the bottom, the films that are gone are Mirror. Nice. A movie called Embers, which I haven't heard of. And Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. Fitting name. Nice. And in the list are three new films and not just peaking at the bottom. They, these films are high up there. Of course, we've got Parasite that's up at 80. We've got Drishyam, which is now at 107. Is that an Indian film? I think so. These these films have just hit the 25,000 vote mark. And the other one is The Red Shoes, a 1948 film, which is now at number 184. Yeah, Drisham is definitely Indian. And The Red Shoes is a film. It is a G-rated drama, possibly a musical. Can't wait for that one. About a young ballet dancer torn between the man she loves and her pursuit to become a prima ballerina. Is this our breakdown of it? My God. <laughs> We need to get voting on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, that's enough of that. Let's get into Pod V Pod 27. Let's get ready to All right, it's time for Pod V Pod 27, Dean, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week we've got Gerald from Two Peas on a Pod. How you going, mate? What's up, fellas? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm. I was telling you before we started recording, but I'm super thrilled. I've been a fan of you guys for a long time, and I'm pumped to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Ah, good, good to have you on. I'm, I'm certainly uh, uh, keen to get a, a win against you uh, in a draft. I must say, <laughs> he's still filthy on that uh, loss of the eighty. Was it eighty three? It was eighty three. It was, it was <laughs> eighty three. Man, yeah, I squeak, I squeaked that one out. I squeaked that one out. I- oh, I did shocking on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what put me over the top. I just remember that I was really, really butt hurt that I didn't get sleepaway camp on that draft. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> It killed me to not get that in the wild card round. But yeah, I, I somehow squeaked that one out. So All right. For anyone who hasn't heard of your show, why don't you tell the listeners what your show's about? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I mean pretty pretty basic really. Me and my buddy Andy and then a cavalcade of guests from the podcast world, which by the way, I gotta get you dudes on. Uh, but anyway, we get together and we just do top five countdown show. So 
nothing, you know, super, super original because there's a ton of them out there. But we have a lot of we have a lot of fun. We do. We kind of mix it up and do movies, music and TV. So and then just pop culture, you know, other stuff in the pop culture world as well. So we don't really limit ourselves to movies or whatever, but it's definitely a big chunk of our show. But we just get together and give our own personal top fives in whatever category, you know, we're counting down and just kind of have the banter back and forth. And like I said, I would say probably every other week, two, three times a month at least, we're bringing in guest hosts to do the show with me and give their perspective as well. So yeah, we have a good we have a good time over there. Yeah, it is a great show. A regular listener over here. I just uh, recently listened to your Netflix originals with Dan from Netflix and Swill, and uh, mm-hmm. that was a good mm-hmm. list from both of you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You know, Dan's tough man because he's <laughs> he's a Netflix god. You know, he knows every single thing that's on there, and I'm like, yeah. well, I, I think I've seen ten movies on Netflix. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of try to get through it, but yeah, he's he's he was a lot of fun, man, for sure. Fantastic. All right, Gerald, if you're ready to go, we can get into it. Let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. Anyone who doesn't know what a movie quiz is about, you're obviously listening to the wrong show. It's five <laughs> questions, one point per correct guess. All right, Gerald, we'll ask the first question to you. Here we go. First category is Oscar movies. Who played Queen's manager John Reed in Bohemian Rhapsody? God damn it. Um. <laughs> Always a good start. <laughs> we try to talk uh, about Bohemian Rhapsody as often as possible. <laughs> I don't know that he was the manager. Um, I'm just going to say Mike Myers, but I don't I don't think he was the manager. He was the producer, no. right? It, yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually Aidan Gillen. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that. I didn't know that dude's name. I, I thought Mike Myers was wrong, but I didn't want to not answer. So Yeah, always take a crack <laughs> regardless. Fair enough. <laughs> when in doubt, just say Mike Myers, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Dean, you want to go first? Yeah. What do you got? All right. So I don't know that I did categories. I guess I should have done that, right? I should give you the category. I mean, mine mine kind of, you'll know the category when you hear the question, I guess. But Is the category movies? (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) They're all in movies for sure. So animation, I guess, would be the first category. But it's, uh, what is the name of the kingdom uh, where the 2013 animated film Frozen is set? Oh, you picked the wrong person. Why? I've seen Frozen. But you're acting like you don't know it. The kingdom. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this this may be embarrassing if I don't get this. Um, hold on, let me let me think for a sec. I'm just trying to imagine a character saying it. Yeah, they say it. Oh, I'm, it's... I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I've got my hand in my head here at the moment. Oh, I can't believe I don't know this. I've probably seen this film about 20 times. Uh, courtesy of having two daughters. Yeah, same here, same here. I mean, there's got to be a time limit, right? I mean, what are, you, oh. what are we doing here? <laughs> nah, I, I don't know. Oh, man. What is it? It was Arendelle. Arendelle, Arendelle, yeah. Arendelle, yeah. Yep. Oh, Dean, for shit's sake. <laughs> I thought that was a layup. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I, I will say all five of mine are pretty much could be considered layups because I pick questions that are like I knew the answer to if I were asked them because I'm not. Oh, Dane's very, shaking in I, his boots then if he can't get the first one. I'm not very good at <laughs> trivia, so I picked like kind of ones that would be considered easy if I was on the receiving end of them. So, I mean, who knows? But I could be wrong, but I think they're mine are easy. So, well, let's see how you go with this one. Dean, why don't you ask it? All right. The category is Angelina Jolie. Hmm. Who stars as ex-Marine turned mercenary Terry Sheridan working alongside Lara Croft to recover the mythical Pandora's box in Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life? I don't know. I, I never saw the Tomb Raider films. Uh, uh, that was er- that was early 2000s, right? Um, you said it was a female character, yeah? No, nah, it's a male. It's Terry Sheridan. 
<laughs> you're Ter- say the answer. Well, <laughs> oh, you're going to give it to me. That's <laughs> easier than I thought. <laughs> Terry Sheridan, um, opposite Angelina Jolie, Cradle of Life. Oh, shit. I didn't see it. I will... Uh, I'll say Jude Law. Ooh, bad, you, you scared me then. It's actually uh, Gerard Butler. Okay. Didn't know it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. All right. I'll go. Let's go, Gerald. All right. So musicals is uh, this category. Mm. Which uh, 1952 musical comedy tells the story of three performers making their transition from silent movies into talkies? Well, I'm going to have to go and say Singing in the Rain. That's accurate. That's correct. Excellent. See, I didn't know that one. <laughs> I mean, I have all layups here for you guys because I love you guys. I'm taking it easy on you. You know, you're bringing out Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider 2, no less. <laughs> I know. You're really hitting the niche market. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Let's see how you go with this one. The category is 90s. Who plays comic book artist Banky Edwards in Chasing Amy? Uh, Jason Lee. Very good. There you go. There you go. Stop complaining now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at least I got one point in this whole thing, at least. So I'll take it. All right, Dean. All right. So let's see. uh, Academy Awards or Oscars, I guess, would be the category for this one if if it was an umbrella category. Who was the first African-American actor to win the Academy Award for Best Actor? Bonus points if you know the movie. Ooh, not bad. Have at it. Have at it. Uh, The first. See, I don't even know if it's... I'm not even sure like what era this would be. Um, uh, see, oh, I feel like what was that movie? To 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 serve with love? Was it that guy? <laughs> or am I, am I way up? Would see? Would that be supporting? Who are you asking here? Myself. Okay. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking to myself, Hendo. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't even know his name. What else is there? Hmm. Best actor as well. Fuck. It's not fuck. It's not fuck. I will just say... I can't be right because it's so recent. I'll say... What was the question? Who won it? I will say... Very recent. So not meaning to offend anyone. But I'll go with Denzel Washington. No, that's a good guess though. But it was actually from all the way back in 1963... Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier, yeah. And, and what was the, the film, movie? And the film, which I didn't know until I was researching the question, is Lilies of the Field. Lilies of the Field. Yeah, fair enough. So there you go. Thanks for that layup there. <laughs> that's, 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 the only, that's the only one that's maybe maybe a three-pointer, but hey, whatever. <laughs> maybe they're not all layups. Okay. That's all, right. all right. Still at uh, one point each, heading into the fourth question. All right. Your category is Hitchcock. Mm, okay. James Stewart plays a character by the name of L. B. Jeffries in which Hitchcock film? Um. Oh shit. Oh shit. So I definitely know this, but I can't uh, remember. I, I I know the name. When I heard the name, I know it, but I can't place the movie. Oh man. So this is going to be a guess for me, but I will say the birds. No, it was actually Rear Window. Rear Window actually was going to be my... That was going to be a guess of mine as well. I decided to go with the birds instead. All right, well, I couldn't remember. I knew that name, though, but I just couldn't remember. All right, I will try and take the lead here. What do you got for me? Okay, so listen, I got two more, right? So I got a layup that's an absolute 100% layup uh, that I think my son would get, and he's five. So just I'll throw that out there. And then the other really, one. I, really, really, really <laughs> needling it now when I get it wrong. Yeah. And then the other one I have is a 
it's like you could it's kind of like one of those where you flip a coin you kind of guess it you could get it right just just by guessing you know i don't know that you would really know but I'll what do you want <laughs> you would do the layup yeah. all right so i got two left so i'll give you what i think is the layup what is the only star wars film in which harrison ford received top billing that is not a layup for me thank you gerald <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my son in here. Hang on. I'll wake him up and I'll bring him in. Uh, damn. Okay. I mean, he's he's been in he's been in four of the films. I doubt he, he's getting top bill for Force Awakens. So it's got to be the original trilogy. Was he was he I think he was the the most well-known in the first one by then. I think he'd done No, I don't think he'd done Apocalypse now by then. That was 79. Uh Don't forget how much of a layup this is, Hendo. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought. I don't know. I feel like, why would they... I don't think it's Empire. Why would they have, like, Mark Hamill as top bill for New Hope and then not give it to him for Empire and then give it to him for Jedi? That doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's A New Hope or Return of the Jedi. Ah, oh, jeez. This this feels like the 50-50, I <laughs> guess. Oh, um... Jeez. Uh, sorry, Star Wars fans. I'm going to say... A new hope. All right. Uh, let me just say that I said it was a super, super easy layup, right? Because when I saw the answer, I was like, oh, yeah. But I am also had the luxury of reading the answer. <laughs> but, it's that, but it's actually Star Wars The Force Awakens. Harrison wow. Ford, yeah, yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. Okay. I was off. Way off. Well, you mentioned it, and I'm like, yeah, stay there, stay there. And then you went <laughs> away from it. So. I was off pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. That's all right, though. One, one each still heading into the final question. All right. Final question for you. Categories animated. George Mm. Clooney and Meryl Streep star together in what 2009 animated film? George Clooney and Meryl Streep, huh? Wow, I should know this. I have way too many fucking kids uh, (laughs) that watch a lot of animated films. (laughs) So I should know this. George Clooney and Meryl Streep, huh? Um, Are you familiar with their work? (laughs) The second one sounds familiar. The Streep lady sounds familiar. <laughs> I hear she's quite good. <laughs> I hear she gets a lot of notoriety in Hollywood. Um, she's way to trash talk George Clooney, guys. <laughs> 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 I do love me some Clooney. I don't know that I know this. I feel like I'm going to know it when you say it, but I, I don't know. Um, uh, I will guess because I, I don't think I know. If I'll say you said 2009, right? Yep. Let me go ahead and just guess uh, Rio. No, it's actually Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah. No, I do know that now. Like I said, as soon as you say it, I'll, I'll know. Okay, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> I got that one wrong, guys. <laughs> All right, well, we've got our last question here for a collab. So let's see if we can get this win. <laughs> All right. I'm a horror fanatic, so I had to throw a horror-related kind of question in here. And again, it's not one that I, even being such a giant super fan of this movie, I don't think that I would have known this without really, really <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, we just it's more of a guess. <laughs> it's more of a guess. You know, you just guess. It's just fun, I guess. But how many people were killed in the 1996 film Scream? How many victims died Ooh, in Endo Scream? looks like he might know this. Oh. All right. Yeah, okay. I've got to think about this. Okay. Right, I'm going to go... Okay, let's run through the movie. Drew Barrymore. So, Drew Barrymore. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my okay. one. 
<laughs> let, let me let me go through them. Okay, so there's Drew Barrymore, there is Henry Winkler, there is Rose McGowan, there is the 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 two guys, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich. So that's five there. There is um, the Courtney Cox's cameraman guy. So that's six. There is oh, is that it? Who else? Oh, wait, wait, wait. There is Drew Barrymore's boyfriend. Because he dies at the start as well. Is he? Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, so that's seven. There is... Surely there's a kill between Drew Barrymore and Henry Winkler. Is there someone who gets offed in the middle there? Let's just run through it. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Moving on to the party. Feel like... Feel like that's... I feel like that's it. I feel like it's seven. Just one more clarification. No one, No one after the two guys... Jamie Kennedy lives. One of the killers die? Both of them. Both of them die? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I can think of. I feel like it's seven. Yeah. I mean, I won't argue with you. <laughs> right. Let's do it, Gerald. Seven. Final answer. Yeah. It is seven. And you named all of them. Yeah. Nice, nicely well done. done. I, th- I think me coming on the show has definitely proven that you guys need like a 10-second timer. but yes very very well done it is seven which i wouldn't have known that off the top of my head i don't know but i mean i would just yeah it it takes a lot to you got to go through all the different kills and ah jeez yeah so questions like that take it out of me (laughs) all right that's round one over with a score of two to one we take that one so bad luck there mate but let's see how we go with the second round which is i said and i quote uh, we've only had one time where we've done this before, and, and it it's hasn't. So hard, it's pretty hard. So <laughs> yeah. this is anyone's game here. All right, Gerald. We asked you the first question in the first round, so you can ask us the first quote, and I'll take the first one. All right, uh, my first quote is: "Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa?" Jesus, <laughs> with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you actually see it. I was going to say, don't get too literal? excited. <laughs> He's like, I need to go get this at the red box. Yeah, you adding this to the watch list. Pornhub search. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like you're saying gently with a object that is not gentle at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is helping me, man. I, I'm stumped on this one. This is so. No, I'm not picking that. It's not, not going to be that. <laughs> wow, man, you've got me on this one. I'm just going to throw a random film out there. I can, uh, no way I can guess the... I can probably guess the the actor in it based off the movie, but no way I get the character. This is so wrong. I, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Rosanna Arquette in Nine and a Half Weeks. No, not, not bad, though. Not a bad guess. It's actually a, a since-past actress, Kim Walker, and she portrays Heather Chandler, which is one of the Heathers from the dark comedy from 1987, Heathers. Would you have got that, Dean? No, and I watched Heather's yeah. like, what, a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, yeah, I was never, ever... Go- I haven't seen Heather's, so yeah, that's that's a, a blank one for me. All right, let's see how you go here. I'm just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Mm-hmm. I always get nervous when, like, it doesn't even sound familiar. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even <laughs> yeah. recall hearing that. Um, I'm just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Um... You know, this is going to be a guess. I, I'll i say a recent film, Booksmart. No, it's actually no. Uh, the character of Emily, played by Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I should have known that, yeah. No, I haven't seen that in too, too long, and it didn't, like I said, it didn't ring a bell when you said it. I feel yeah, like some with of these, these are quote, hard. I know, I know this is a new game for you guys, but I feel like with these quote things, 
because I was listening back to the episode you did with the Contrarians. And I feel like when you hear, you're like, oh, I know that. Or if you hear it and you're like, what the hell? I've never heard that before in my life. Then you're just, you're <laughs> fucked, you know? So Pretty much. <laughs> That's the area we, we existed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, th- I think after a couple more episodes, if the total scores of the whole game is still under five, we might not retire it quickly. <laughs> All right. So I've got a couple. Um, let's see. I've got five. I'll just go in the order that I, that I wrote them down here. Okay. So who's next? Dean is. Yep. Okay. Okay, Dean. Here it is. Bring us a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out and then bring one every 10 minutes. See, that does sound familiar. Uh, bring us a pitcher of beer every seven minutes. One of us passes out. Oh. Yeah, I've definitely seen this, and I know that. Oh, fuck, though. It's so hard to nail it down. The problem is, like, once you get a movie in your head, like, pop up, it's sort of like, it's hard to get <laughs> away from that. Right, right. Okay. Seven minutes. I will say, even though I'm pretty sure it's not it, I'll say... The Kingsman. Mm. No. It's another 80s film. It's actually from the same year as Heather's, so 1987, but it's Rodney Dangerfield in Back to School. That is rough. I take back everything I said. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> oh, you haven't? Oh, well, you got to no. get on that, man. It's a classic. It's an 80s comedy classic. Oh, my God. How do I know that quote? I must have seen it on YouTube somewhere. We should, we should do a, a section where we get half the points if they do it in the character voice. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. All right, Gerald, your next one. All right, here we go. Who the fuck cares? I'll dig the fucking hole. I don't give a fuck. What is it, the first hole I dug? Not the first time I dug a hole. I'll fucking dig a hole. Where are the shovels? Uh, yeah, I know this one. Um, well, I should say I should know this one. Um, Big difference there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I mean, me I know. Back to school. Like, I know. <laughs> you remember how I was saying you recognize the words when you hear them? So I know I've seen this scene. It's just going to be a matter of if I could place it or even the actor that said it. Yeah. Um, I also and your 10 s- seconds are up. <laughs> yeah, right. Good thing you guys didn't incorporate that yet. <laughs> uh, and I want to say this is a Tarantino movie, too, um, which is really disappointing if I don't know it. Um, shit. Let me, uh, let me think. If you don't mind, let me think for a second. Um, Go for it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say... Let me get through this because I'm going to try to get all three points, but I don't know if I'm... Well, let me ask you if I'm right. Is it Goodfellas? Or can you tell me if that's the movie? That's one. Okay, so it's Goodfellas. So I'm going to say... I feel like in that movie, that's something that Pesci would have said. Uh, God damn it. This is... I don't know if you guys heard me when I was on the countdown, but this is my number one movie of all time. So the fact that I can't just spit this out really kind of irritates me. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel I like taking the point away if you get it wrong. <laughs> I know, I know. It's driving me fucking crazy. But I think... Uh, I want to say it's Pesci and Goodfellas, and I'm having trouble remembering his character name. Um, so I'll just leave it at that, because I can't remember his character name for whatever reason. Okay, but. you are correct for two points, and the character is Tommy DeVito. Tommy, that's right, Tommy. Yeah, okay. Very good. All right, that, that's probably enough for a win there, I reckon. Well, you pulled, you pulled my favorite movie of all time, so in fairness, I mean, <laughs> I just had to think about it for a minute, you know. All right, it's uh, my turn for the second quote. Let's see if I can get some points here. Okay, uh, this is a short one. Here it is. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. Ooh. Man, I thought I swear I thought you were going to say, dude, where's my car? <laughs> I was hoping for it. <laughs> uh, okay, Dude, this thing claims I have my claims. That's a that's a weird way to say it. Yeah. 
See, I immediately go to the social network, but then I also go to You've Got Mail for completely different reasons. <laughs> I, think, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg would have said that in the film. Like, why would he be surprised that this thing he's looking at has mail? You've Got Mail sounds better. Let's go Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail. <laughs> it's a good guess. I mean, how else? If you're going to guess, why not guess that one? But it's actually one of the, I just crack up every time he says it in this movie. And I love this movie. Um, Please don't say from, Scott Pilgrim, rest of the world. It's Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Michael, Michael oh, Sarah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, what? You know, he's, he's checking on the thing for his Amazon yep. or whatever. And AOL's like, you've got mail. And he's like, dude, this thing claims I have mail. Yeah. Dude, oh. dude, now I'm reading it. <laughs> As soon as you said funny, it it all just flooded into my head. Like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That was close. Rough. All right. That's all my fault. All right, Gerald, your next next quote here Mm -hmm. is, I hope that when the world comes to an end, I can breathe a sigh of relief because there will be so much to look forward to. Um, God damn, I don't know that I know this either. Uh, The world comes to an end... So it's got to be something apocalyptic, right? Uh, I don't know. So I'll I'll guess one of my favorite movies. I'll say Keanu in The Matrix. That is incorrect. It is actually Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could see that. All right, but you're still in the lead, and we're still in the bagel. So. Commanding lead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could change in a heartbeat, though. Exactly. Dean, let's hope you can get something here. Fingers crossed. All right. Let's see. Uh, here's my next one. He's crazier than a shithouse rat. No wonder you're acting the way you are with a loony for a father. Oh, again, this does sound a little familiar. Mm-hmm. No wonder you're with a loony for a father. So I'm thinking, we are shit at quotes. <laughs> so I'm thinking loony for a father. Uh, is it Independence Day? No. <laughs> Don't even bother with the character or the, or the actor you're out. It it is uh, well the actor is an unknown William Bronder who played Milo in Stand by Me and he was talking to Corey Feldman's character. God, no, yeah, we've done that film. I should have known that. Did you know that? No, I couldn't it's even. The, no, it, it makes it, sense. No wonder is yeah. It's the yep. chopper sick balls scene or yeah. whatever where the dog chases him over the fence. Chopper yeah. sick balls. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. All right. Disappointing. <laughs> Gerald, here's the go here. If uh, on the last one here, if you get two points out of this, you just yeah. win. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it that if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? And if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. This one sounds super familiar too. Um, give me just one second to pine over this. Kills uh, a man in battle is heroic. Shit. Hmm. It's gonna have to be a guess, guys. I think I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna leave the breath of life in you for this round because I don't think I know it, <laughs> um, or at least I don't remember it. But it does sound super familiar. Um, so in battle, so let's see, maybe a war movie or a wartime movie. Um, shit. Uh, passion. Oh no, no, no. Maybe. Oh, something's coming back to me now. Maybe um, I never done anything crazy before that night. Is this Shawshank? No, it is not. It's actually Ed O'Neill in Wayne's World. <laughs> what? <laughs> you fucking uh, tricked me, dude. You tricked me. 
like, oh, it's going to be a war movie. I'm like, you could not be further from the truth. I know. And then I started thinking, oh, maybe that's Tim Robbins' little thing in the beginning of Shawshank because he's talking about the <laughs> crime of passion. Uh, but I couldn't remember what his monologue in that scene was. But anyway, obviously, I was fucking way off. So, okay. Uh, as, as was I, Gerald, because that was our fourth quote to you. So you've still got another one after this. Oh, really? Yeah, because we went first. And we've got four. Uh, we've got two each. So that was your fourth. Oh, but you guys have your last one right here, right? Yes, okay. we do, yeah. All right, so here's the last one, um, which, by the way, is another one of my favorite movies of all time. So uh, heads up. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but the quote is, it's a hell of a thing killing a man take away all he's got and all he's ever gonna gonna have I know it I know it I know it it's um it's a thing to kill a man it's Clint Eastwood William Money Unforgiven there it is nicely done sir holy shit (laughs) nicely done Will Money that's right love that movie well done I do too man I do too one of my faves Man, it's a, it's a great feeling when you know something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's that's taking, giving us the lead with one question left, Gerald. Let's the, see. The, the, okay. tension, the tension is palpable here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I don't know shit for movie quotes. Give me another Goodfellas. Maybe I'll be all right then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's your last one, mate. One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Babies starve, politicians grow fat. Holy men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Why, 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 why? Luck, blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless, luck. No fucking idea. <laughs> no fucking clue. Um, even though it That's sounds a tough va- one. <laughs> yeah, even though it sounds vaguely familiar, I just, I don't have a clue. Um, do the first part again. But do you want to do it, Dean? I'll have a go. Uh, what have we got? One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Babies starve, politicians grow fat. Holy men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Why? 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 Luck! Blind, stupid, simple, dude, ah, clueless luck. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. I'll say, um, I don't know, I'll say John Wick. I don't even know which one. I'm just guessing. No, it's actually no. it's a pretty tough one. It's actually Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face in Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. I haven't seen that since I saw it, and uh, was very, very disappointed <laughs> when I saw it originally. So I haven't seen Indeed. it since. Chase Meridian is in that <laughs> film. Give me your Batman Forever love. All right, that is another win for us. That's uh, that's that ha- hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> Nicely done, guys. I gave you, I gave you the layup with Unforgiven. You gave me the layup oh, with Goodfellas. If that, if that was just me, I would not have got that. That was all Dean. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you saying. <laughs> yeah, that. I'll let you have this one. <laughs> all right, but you know we've still got our awesome movie draft to go. Now, Gerald, what is the theme you've gone for here? Well. I decided to be in the spirit of Halloween. I know you di- you guys have done a couple that would have fallen into kind of the Halloween-esque vibe, and I wanted to pick something that you haven't dived into yet. So we decided to do our favorite movie creatures. So we were talking about it. We were talking about it on Twitter, and I guess we're going to kind of just say non-human creatures that were featured in movies. Pretty much. Also non-robot. Yes. Right. No robots, right. And uh, yeah, this is this is one hell of a very broad list. Yeah, I, yeah. I think my initial run through, I had like forty characters, and I'm like, okay, now let's get this down to five or ten, yeah. I guess, in case I get picked. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be fun, I reckon. 
as usual, we let our guests decide if they want to go first or second. What do you want to do? Okay, well, mm, I think I, I kind of think I'm familiar with y'all's sensibilities a little bit. So I want to go first just because I think if you go first, you would pick my number one. So I think I'll go first. Interesting. Well, we'll find out what that is now. I'm surprised because yeah. I have no idea what a standout number one would be for this topic. <laughs> I could be wrong, but okay, I'll go first. So this is um, when you're talking about movie creatures from a non-human perspective, this is one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic that would fall in that category. It also really started the career of arguably the greatest filmmaker definitely one of the greatest filmmakers of all time but it is jaws from jaws would be my number one pick wow there we go yeah, yeah. I, I would obviously never take that but uh that, okay that made my short list i couldn't let it go it's, man it's, I, I, it's, it's, it, it's it was just... not on my 10 <laughs> well honestly like it's a great pick and like it's it's there's so many like awesome picks like i can't even fault you for it. like i know it's not on my list here but like i can't fault you for it it's a great pick because i love jaws yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, it doesn't really matter out of us who goes first, so you can take it away. All right. I'm going to take... And again, there's so many here to take. Uh, I'll take the Xenomorph from Alien. Good one. It's uh, on my initial, like, top five. Nice. Okay. And for me... Jeez, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to pick. I... Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to take the thing... Yeah, that's a good pick because that was going to be my next pick. I mean, you know I'm a horror guy, so you probably saw that coming. But uh, Yeah, that was like a little bit in the back of my mind there. Yeah, that would have very easily have been scooped up by me. So very, very good pick. One of my favorite 80s horror films. Fantastic. All right. Give me the granddaddy. Give me Godzilla. I got to take him, man. I mean, whether you're yeah. talking whether you're talking old school up until the new iterations. You know, the new one, did you guys see King of the Monsters? Uh, I did. Yes. Uh, was not a fan. Me neither. It gave me a little bit of a headache. It was a little much, you know what I mean? <laughs> But you really know, the selling lore, that Godzilla pick. I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, the lore of Godzilla, I mean, that is the movie monster. You know what I mean? That is the movie creature, um, kind of the poster child for this category. So I'm going to take Godzilla there. And then um, now it's kind of after the, and you said the xenomorph and you said the thing already. So after those first like five for me, it's kind of a hodgepodge. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go on the popularity of him right now and i'm gonna go with pennywise from the it series interesting yeah interesting didn't didn't have him on my list we'll see we'll see how that goes i mean he's an alien killer clown so yep you know. <laughs> oh it definitely qualifies oh yeah absolutely all right dean your choice all right i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna appeal to the legion of star wars fans here and i'm gonna take yoda <laughs> interesting i like it I did, you know, when I was compiling, I like that a lot. But when I was compiling Good. this list, I, I really went from like a kind of a villainous, villainous kind of dark place, you know. All mine are kind of uh, heels, I guess, you know. So I like yeah. that. That's cool, man. That's an out-of-the-box pick. But Yoda's obviously a crowd pleaser. Ooh, okay. So I've got a couple on here, but I feel like they're, they're almost the same as like the Xenomorph and the thing. So... I want to go a little different. I'm going to... Oh, man. And I feel like I've I got to do this pick now because when we get to the last one for a collab, I don't know if Dean will go for it. So I'm going to, I'm going to scoop it up now. Uh, you appeal to the Star Wars fans. I'm going to appeal to the uh, MCU fans. I'm going to go Groot. <laughs> Groot. Nice. Another one that I didn't think of for this, but you're right, man. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> oh, Groot. 
Awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel playing himself, you know. That's right, pretty much. <laughs> All right, mate, your last two. My last two, and then I'm, and then that's it for me, right? So I'm gonna wrap it up with. I tell you what, let me get, let me get a strong kind of like fanboy pick that. Oh, maybe I shouldn't though because of what I took a minute ago. Oh, now I'm, now I'm contemplating the politics of my list here. All right, well, while I think about that, let me go ahead and take the one that I know I, I was gonna take fifth, but let me go ahead and take it now. I'm going to take, uh, and specifically from the Cronenberg 86 version, I'm going to take the fly, the Brundle fly, which is portrayed beautifully nice. by Mr. Jeff Goldblum. So I'll take that fourth. Such a great movie. Very yeah. good. And on a creature, any kind of movie creature list, if we're not mentioning Cronenberg, then we're doing a, a, an injustice. Of course. So. Absolutely. All right. Now, um, oh man, there's so many good horror creatures that you guys haven't even mentioned. <laughs> Oh, um, I tell you what, let me, uh, let me appeal to the family friendly peeps out there and let me go with Sully from Monsters Inc. as my last pick. Animated wow, monster. Interesting. Animated creature. I'll do it. Very good. Interesting. I had, I had an animated character on here, an animated creature, and it wasn't Sully. It's, uh, that's not bad. I didn't think, that, think of that at all. Yeah, John Goodman. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite Pixar's too. So, all right. Well, it is our last pick, and it is a collaboration. So and, here we go. And Gerald's done, so we can talk freely here. My my anim- I had one animated on my list, and I I actually had the the genie from Aladdin. Genie. What do you think of that one? I mean, it's uh, it's different. It would give our list some some color. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's the Will Smith genie. Uh, oh, 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 let me stipulate. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about um, oh, horrorish creatures, I also had Predator and Predator. the T Rex. Yeah, the, I think the T Rex is all right. Uh, you know what? And I'll tell you real quick, not to sway your pick in any way, but the T Rex is the one I was talking about. But then I had Jaws with my first pick, so I didn't want to like go super Spielberg like crazy. Yeah, fair enough. But so far, every one you've mentioned, I'm like, yeah, th- those are great picks. So, what do you got on your list? Uh, I've also got Gollum. Gollum. Hmm. From, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, 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 I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I mean, ET. ET's good. Mm-hmm. ET. But I think another, another Spielberg. Yeah, I think, I think it, it should be between uh, the T Rex or the Genie. Oh man, how do you pick that? I mean, which one's funnier? Oh. <laughs> 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 the T-Rex has such good comedic timing, you know. <laughs> you, you know what? I think because Gerald's got Sully, we should counteract it. Counteract it with another. Yeah, I, I think because they'll look at it and be like, "Well, the genie's heaps better than it's Sully." Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> right, Sully right. Versus the genie. <laughs> they'll just look at that one pick and be like, "Well, that's that." <laughs> I'm, I'm okay to go with Robin Williams' genie. Definitely a creature. Much of a I don't know if I'd say definitely, but I, but like I said, I'll let you have liberty with the list because it's so I mean it's so subjective and so open that is it a creature? I didn't I, think it, about it. If you want, if you I want to find it, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, no, God no, pick something no. else. No, God no. I mean, he's definitely non-human, right? I mean, that's that was yeah. the only only parameter. It is non-human, we set, so yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, I'm happy with that. All right, we'll take the genie then. Yeah, let's do it. Nice. All right. Should have taken T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> You watch, because it's a blind draft, we'll put it up and they'll be like, where's the T-Rex? <laughs> All right, here's the list. You have got Jaws, Godzilla, Pennywise, The Fly, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly, and Sully. Is there another fly? 
Uh, the original. Yeah, it was our, Yeah, it was Vincent Price originally yeah. in the fifties. How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I didn't. I don't know if I mentioned it, but when you do your little graphic or whatever, I don't want you to shortchange me here. So it's Scarsguards Pennywise. <laughs> Scarsguard Pennywise. All right. Current iteration. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And our team, we have got the Xenomorph, the Thing, Yoda, Groot, and Robin Williams Genie. <laughs> that is a family-friendly creature list, though, isn't it? Because you got Yoda, Genie, and then what was the fourth one? Groot. Groot, yeah. Groot, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, we're that's we're awesome, trying to appeal though. to all, all ages here. <laughs> sure, that's great. But mainly children. Can I, get, can I give a couple quick like horror creature shout-outs that didn't yeah, get sure. picked? Just because I mean, they're kind of like lesser known, but they're 80s, just like iconic 80s horror kind of creatures. But the Blob, which is literally mm-hmm. just like a, a puddle of just nobody knows what it is. And it just basically eats humans. And then uh, Belial from Basket Case. Did you guys ever see Basket Case? No. No. So the premise is a, it's a campy, like, um, you know, kind of cult classic from the 80s. But it's the premise just to make just to give a quick synopsis is there's conjoined twins. And at some point, the deformed oh, like twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but pretty much. Yeah. Not, not quite as horrific as that, I guess. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the conjoined twin gets is kind of like um, he gets detached and he lives in this basket and he's deformed. Is like is it, the yeah, the Simpsons? Simpsons ripped this off. The basket is found, and you know he just kind of terrorizes people when when it gets unlocked. And his name is Belial, and he's like uh, just this weird kind of deformity that's just a head, and it's just really fucking. The, the practical effects are just like crazy. Um, and then Killer Clowns from Outer Space is the only other one I wanted to give a little shout out to too. Yeah. All right. Well. This is a blind movie draft, so by the time this episode comes out, we'll already know the results, but we've already won, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But I still want to win this draft. Oh, we've got to win this draft. Well, I mean, you know, if if the families are voting, you guys are good. Get the whole family together and you got it. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. We're going to get all our kids' Twitter accounts going. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thank you very much, Gerald, for coming on. It was an absolute blast today. Yeah, man. Uh, I love you, dudes. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No worries at all. And like you said about your show, we're more than happy to come on and do a little top five ourselves whenever you want us. Yeah, for sure. Whenever whenever you want, mate. Absolutely, man. It's been way too long that I've been listening to your show and I just haven't. I know we tried like a year ago and it didn't work out. So we got to figure something out, man, but I'll hit you guys up for sure. I'd love to have one or both of you guys on anytime. Fantastic. So uh, just before we go, you uh, just let the listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the easiest thing to do is hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. On Twitter, it's just two peas on a pod, and that's T-W-O spelled out. And then on Facebook, it's two peas on a podcast. And just follow us on social media. You know, we obviously are posting all of our episodes there and any, you know, we do this fun little thing called the suggestion box every week where we get a ton of feedback on whatever the topic is. And we read that back on the episode for the corresponding week. And, you know, we just, we like a lot of fan interaction. So hit us up on social media. We are part of the Blazing Caribou Network. So you can find us and all the other shows there at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. Fantastic. All right. Once again, thank you very much, Gerald, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Dan, let's get into... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favorite comic book movie? 
Now, you mentioned the word comic book and you get a lot of responses. <laughs> yes, we certainly did. Let's take a look at some responses for anyone who had the films that we don't have as our number one. Let's look over at Twitter. First one from good patron Aliani Silvermist, Wonder Woman. Good choice. Yes. From Scott Winnie, The Crow. I haven't seen The Crow. I have. I didn't like it. Oh, fair enough then. Modes T says, Blade, I wore the VHS tape out. Nice. I mean, I've worn a few VHS tapes out, but uh, Blade was not one of them. I don't want to know what they were. <laughs> we watched a thing, says, no one else will say it because it isn't an action, so it doesn't feel like a comic book movie, but American Splendor is one of the best fucking comic book adaptations of all time. You seen it? No. Neither have I. Sorry, Billy. Sorry, mate. Sure, it's lovely. We'll take your word for it. TV worth watching says, has to be Watchmen. Shark Writer says, Spider-Man 2. Damian Wayne says, Batman versus Superman. Damian Wayne? Do you reckon that's his real name? I don't think so. That's legit uh, Bruce Wayne's kid. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder Uh, he likes it so much. (laughs) I used to watch this. Says, I'm a fan of the first Iron Man. Yeah, that's a good choice. Of course it is. Scalzi95 says, gotta be the crow. Does it though? No, it doesn't. Valentine McKee says, Tank Girl. You heard of Tank Girl? I've heard of it. Yeah, I can I picture the cover. Yeah, that's all I can think of is the cover. Yeah, I haven't seen it. No, me neither. Jason Weiss says, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Nice. Ayani Banda says, Infinity War. Very good. Jeremy Fashod says, Kick Ass. Phil Cochran says, Spider Man 2. As about this one, Chance Irvin says, Howard the Duck. Is that a joke answer? Uh, It must be. Timothy P. Lamb says Doctor Strange. Another Marvel film there, obviously. Gloria says Masters of the Universe. Mm, I haven't seen it. Me neither. (laughs) Really showing our colours here. I thought thought I had watched. I've seen enough um, comic book movies. No, there's a lot out there. Maybe not. And lastly on Twitter from Philosophy Film Podcast, Batman eighty nine. I'm sure that makes you happy. Sure. Any word, any any sign of a Batman, you're like, yes, yes, I like these people. I'm on board. All right, let's have a look over on Facebook from awesome patron, Hayden Gerloff, Sin City. The stories are amazing, acting is great, and the presentation is superb. Superb. Matt Ward says, there's comic book films, then there's Logan. Game changer for the genre and one of my favorite films. And lastly on Facebook here from Josephine on it's Daredevil. Really, Josephine? Daredevil? What do you what do you got? What's what's going on? <laughs> no no no. I'll go I'll go on. One of the only superhero movies I still love. I freaking hate the smug and boring MCU crap. Wow. So rough, Josephine. So rough. Ben Affleck was so much better as Daredevil than as Batman. How dare you? Those movies are awful too, except for Wonder Woman. And Jennifer Garner is amazing as Elektra. And I actually cry when watching it. Too bad her follow-up movie wasn't the greatest, but that wasn't her fault. Screw the haters. Daredevil is great. Well, at least you stick to your guns, Josephine. All right, let's take a look over on our Patreon for our awesome patrons. Brother Shane says, kick ass. Man, I wouldn't have picked that for Shane. What would you have thought? Gee, I don't know. (laughs) Dark Knight, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Lastly, I'm patron here from another digital citizen, Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you very much, everyone, for your responses. But, Dean, let's get to our top five comic book films. All right, mate, as usual, we'll start off with you. What is your number five? My number five is Sin City. It is a good film. It is a very good film. My number five is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Ooh, that is a good film. Good enough to be my number four. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Mm. Well, my number four is Kick-Ass. Really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
would not have expected that either. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really like Kick-Ass, but uh, yeah, my number three, The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I was thinking, are you going to pause there or are you going to keep going? Now, my number three, you've already said it, Sin City. Okay, my number two, The Dark Knight. Yep, uh, I had a feeling you were going to smash Can some smash from that man up. Can you guess where this is up. going? <laughs> well, I'll go in the same vein because my number two is Batman Begins. And my number one, Batman Begins. So you have the Dark Knight trilogy. Three, two, one. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, my number one is, of course, The Dark Knight. Yes. All right, let's take a look so at it. So very similar list there. We only had one different. That's true. <laughs> How did that happen? Of all the comic book movies... I tell you, I, I originally had Infinity War there, but I took it out for Sin City. Yeah, I think my five are pretty solid. I, I don't think my number six was close. Fair enough. All right, let's take a look at our competition result. Out of over roughly 100 responses, 17 people picked The Dark Knight and none picked Batman Begins. That doesn't make them right, Hendo. <laughs> to me, it does. All right, let's throw all these names in a random name generator and let's see what we get. And we've got Peter DeVilbis. Well done, buddy. I was trying to think of a funny pun with DeVilbus, but I got nothing. Maybe he DeFeels the best? <laughs> nice. That wasn't bad. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Yep. So on that funny note, <laughs> we'll get a hold of you, Peter, and we'll send you out some sweet, sweet merch. And for next week's question of the week, in the spirit of infernal affairs, we're going to ask, what is your favorite Hong Kong film? Films from Hong Kong. Not even sure I've seen five, so it'll be interesting coming up with my list. (laughs) Now, my number five is my fifth favourite and also a terrible, terrible film. (laughs) My number five is more Hong than Kong. (laughs) There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it's time to find out the results of the final 16 of our best 1990s film tournament. All right, Dean, why don't you start off with the first match here? All right, first up, we had Jurassic Park up against Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And to be honest, surprisingly for me, Jurassic Park won 62%. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised now. After seeing Jurassic Park do so well in the Spielberg tournament, Mm. I don't know where this is going to go. This could make it to the end. Crazy. Next match, seven. Blows it out of the water against LA Confidential, 79% to 21. Yeah, I I saw that coming. And I also saw this one coming. Fight Club destroys Leon the Professional, 73%. Not sure if you saw this one coming though, mate. Forrest Gump takes out Reservoir Dogs. Ah, oh, that hurts. 53% to 47. Yeah. I mean, it's close at least, but yeah, Gump got it. This breaks your heart, doesn't it, Dean? <laughs> no, because I'm not surprised. Uh, American History X is out of the tournament now. It lost to Schindler's List with only 33% of the vote. Oh, hey, you mentioned it's all about American History X. <laughs> Goodfellas narrowly defeats Silence of the Lambs with a 53% win. Nice. I actually don't think I picked Goodfellas. I think I, I had Silence going forward. In fact, Ooh, I'm, I th- I'm think sure I, good, I had Silence I think I had Goodfellas. Ooh. Yeah, but my whole bracket is all messed up up the top because I had Terminator 2 going pretty far as well. So mm. I think I did too, though. So yeah. well, f- When we do the final eight, we'll, have a, we'll keep an update on the, the points at that point. Pulp Fiction up against the usual suspects and... Not really a surprise here. Pulp Fiction won with 76% of the vote. Yes, it did. And the last one here. Man, Toy Story was ahead for a while. I couldn't believe it. But The Matrix takes over 57% of the victory. Yeah, that was a bit concerning because I had the mat- I have the Matrix winning. So Really? Yeah, I would have been a little annoyed if Toy Story won there. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our final eight. Let's have a look at the matches. The number 33 seed, Jurassic Park, against the number eight seed, seven. I mean, you'd think Jurassic Park would destroy it. Yeah, I mean, after seeing these results yeah. so far. 
Uh, next up, we have the number four seed, Fight Club, taking on the number five seed, Forrest Gump. Surely this is the end. Surely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly can't even tell with this with this I, tournament. I could see Gump winning. My winner was out, was the first one out in the final 32. <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> Next match, Schindler's List against Goodfellas. Interesting. Hmm. And the last one, Dean, what do we got? We got number three, Pulp Fiction, up against the number six, The Matrix. Ooh, oh, shit. God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think The Matrix might bow out here. Well... Stranger things have happened in this tournament so far. Yes, they have. Now, we do have our daily movie poll going over on Twitter, and we're currently nearly at the end of our Christopher Nolan tournament. And we obviously do our brackets, as we usually do. And we had every single pick the same. (laughs) Yes, we did. Which means we're both losers. (laughs) That is true. But looking at the results so far, I think the only one that we were... Bit miffed about was uh, Interstellar and Memento tied at fifty percent, and because Interstellar is higher on the top two fifty list, Memento went out. That's rough. It is very rough. There's a lot of votes as well. It was. It was yeah, massive over, over two hundred and thirty votes, and it was fifty percent. That's crazy. It is. But since this is a tie for us, we're just gonna choose the movies now. Dean, what are you, you going to give me? I'm going to give you a film that I watched when I was probably 17 and I thought it was quite good, but I've never gone back to it. I'm wondering how it holds up now. Mm-hmm. The movie is Murder in the First. Never heard of it. It's got Kevin Bacon, Christian Slater. Okay. A couple of good good people there. Yeah. Good yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be watching that. This isn't a hate give for you. Oh, okay. That's not changing my mind after you. After I'm still reeling over this fanatic that i got to watch. Uh I'm giving you a film from this year. It's okay. uh, It is the third in a trilogy. You watched the second one last year, and it was uh, part of your worst films of the year. I think you've got to go back to this well, Dean. I'm getting you to watch Escape Plan 3. There's a third one? Yep. Oh, no. Have fun with that one. God, I hope it's short. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I hope it's shit. <laughs> Escape Plan The Extractors. That's right. <laughs> My God. It's got a 4.4. <laughs> all right. 137, sorry, an hour 37. I was going to 130 minutes, you beauty. No, I feel like we've just given each other a couple of films to put in the bottom of our 2019 list with Escape Plan 3 and oh, The Fanatic. The Fanatic, okay, fair enough. All right, it's time for this week's podcast promo shout-out, and it's from What Should We Watch with K&E. Now, this is an up-and-coming podcast, only a couple of episodes in, but their banter is great. I've listened to all their episodes they've done so far. But you can really feel the chemistry between these two. They, they have some good movies that they pick, old and new. I think their most recent one was about the new Dark Crystal TV show on Netflix. Have you watched that? No. Have you watched the movie? No. It's not good. I'll stay away from it then. But definitely check out K&E on the What Should We Watch podcast. We're going to play their promo right now. And we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Do you ever find yourself sitting on the couch late at night wondering, what should I watch? Aimlessly flipping through streaming services, pondering as you let your cursor settle over a title, but you just can't bring yourself to commit and push play. Well, guess what? We do that, and we made a podcast about it. Because everybody makes podcasts, but we decided to make ours about movies. I'm Kay. I'm E. And together we start a journey through cinema, where we watch a movie, sit down, discuss it, debate it, test each other's knowledge of it, and then give our final seal of approval or disapproval. Yeah. So join us as we try to search the infinite web, attempting to answer the age-old question, what should we watch? So check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and drop us a comment. Let us know what you think, and we'll have some interactive portions where you can join the fun. So 
pop some popcorn, pop some wine, and join us, won't you? Tune in to What Should We Watch with K&E. Coming at you live, brother. It's not live. Coming at you Pre-recorded and edited. Pre-recorded, edited, and delivered, brother. Bye. Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and my new favourite way of listening to the show, which is PodCoin. Now, Dean, we both listen to a lot of podcasts ourselves. So how can we not love this new podcast app that literally pays you as you listen? Yeah, PodCoin have taken the next step in your listening experience by letting you earn PodCoins gradually as you listen, which you can then exchange for rewards like Amazon gift cards or even let you donate to various charities. Sounds great to me, mate. You can download the podcast app right now on your iPhone or Android device. And if you sign up using the code IMDBJourney, you'll get 300 PodCoin to get you started. It's a great way to listen to our show and all the other amazing podcasts out there too. Amazing. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterbox.com slash dino underscore j88. Really rolls off the tongue. And you can find Hendo at letterbox.com slash Hendo. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And like we've said, if you screenshot your review and DM us on Twitter or Facebook, we'll send you out some sweet merch. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on a top 250 list. Yeah, we've actually got over 50 episodes on there now. We've gone through some notable directors' filmographies, such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and even Quentin Tarantino. That's right. There's also tons of other benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put up on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So what's coming up this week, mate? Well, Dean, we've got another patron-requested review coming up this week. And it's from awesome patron Hayden Gerloff. And he's picked Smoking Aces. Yeah, it's a, you know, old action comedy, is it? I think there's a bit of comedy in it. I think it's played for some laughs, maybe a, a bit of a snatch ripoff. Oh, I could definitely see that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting on this. I have seen it, but a long time ago. Yeah, so me too. Interesting to see what it's actually like. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to our two new awesome patrons, and they are Matt Ward and the Rough House Podcast. Thanks, guys. We really do appreciate your support. Yeah, we thank you guys for coming on board and for all of our patrons for your awesome patronage. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. Right before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick reminder, we won't be spoiling anything. So if you haven't seen the films we're about to talk about, don't fear, we won't ruin them for you. Right, Dean, how many films have you seen in the last fortnight? I've seen seven films, Hendo. How many have you seen? I've seen five. Okay. Yeah. I'll start then. Yes, please go ahead. So I watched a film recently, and I say watch a film, it's it's a broad, broad statement there. 
Um, I lost one of our patron episode mini pod v pods, and as punishment, one, one is a start. And as punishment, I um got told by one of my favourites, Cecil Hops, to watch this movie called Blue. Now, this is a movie I think for the blind. The actual screen does not uh, waver from a bright blue screen, which is quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> thankfully, it's very short. It goes for about seventy minutes. Uh, it is. I'll be, I'll be honest here. All jokes aside, it's very hard to judge this film. There's very little plot. The same fairly unemotive voice speaks calmly for almost the entire duration. Okay. It's difficult to know the character, though, as like you'd think you would know him because you're only hearing from him, but his thoughts are often very metaphorical, very hazy. I tried halfway through to stop trying to focus so much on plot on what is actually taking place and to instead try and enjoy the the poetry, I guess, of what's being said because a lot of it is very poetic. It did help a little, I will admit. Mm-hmm. The writing is definitely beautiful and the sheer ambition of making a film that is a blue screen only is somewhat admirable. But ultimately, I gained very, very little enjoyment from this audio thing I listened to. Um, I went from laying in my bed, listening intently, to just having to get up and trying to do some mundane tasks because I was going crazy with it. It's very boring. Definitely the most obscure film I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Listened to? Yeah? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So you didn't actually watch the blue screen? No. No. I mean, that's just stupid. How do you know if it didn't change shades of blue? No toad? No. I give it one star. Sorry, Cecil. (laughs) Well, fair enough. All right, mate. Well, why don't you talk about your number six then? My number six is The Dead Don't Die. Ah, the latest uh, Jim Jarmusch film. Yes, of course, Jim Jarmusch. Uh, this is a film starring Bill Murray and... Adam Driver. Thank you, Adam Driver, about and Chloe Savini, about zombies like being reanimated, like the dead being reanimated, walking around, doing zombie shit. Sounds like a zombie film. It is so boring, though. You don't see a zombie for about half an hour. The movie only goes for 90 minutes. I will admit this is one of those films it took me many nights to get through. Many, many nights because every time I put it on. Why did you get, keep going back to it? So I could finish it and review it. All these movies you've seen from this year that you still have not gone back to watch. There is actually, yes. isn't there? No, because it's so short. Like I didn't have much <laughs> left. I'm like, I've put in that time already. I'm going to finish it so I can say something, something about it. What do I have to say about it? It's so boring. Like if... <laughs> Sorry, just playing footsies with each other. Um, if Bill Murray and... Fuck, what's his name? Adam Driver. <laughs> I keep thinking Robert Pattinson. If Bill Murray and Adam Driver were not in this, this would be half a star. They do provide some enjoyment seeing them, especially Bill Murray. He's always likeable. He's always charming and charismatic. It's just so fucking boring, though. Mm. I I had it mid, like mid-tier watch list. I might just drop it a little bit oh, lower now. One and a half stars. Damn. All right. All right, let's go to you now. Your number five, Hendo. My number five is Dark Phoenix. Okay. I, I, this is just such a nothing movie. There's nothing. It's no, There's nothing about it. You said- I said it was better than I expected because my expectations were so low. You also said it's better than The Last Stand. I disagree. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I, at least The Last nah. Stand is entertaining. The Last Stand has too much Famke Jansen for my <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> so instead of Famke Jansen, let's get Sophie Turner. Who is not good in this yeah, film. I don't, I don't think she's good as Jean Grey. I'm she's not. 
like Fassbender, like he's he's phoning it in here. Like you you look at some of the other young X Men movies, Fassbender and the chemistry between him and McAvoy, it's great. Here they're just like nothing. There's nothing between them in this film. McAvoy is annoying. Jennifer Lawrence is the worst. Yeah, isn't she? She's horrid. She at least gives some enthusi- enthusiasm. No. We know you don't want to be there. You don't have to basically point at the screen and go, I'm out. Fuck want, this shit. I wonder what she got paid for this. It'd be millions. It's ridiculous. It's, oh, it's so frustrating. I think one of the worst things about this film is the villains. These generic, random people who don't get explained why they're there. It, 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 I, I'm going to say they are the worst villains in any X-Men film. Worse than Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. No. Yes. Like, they were nothing. Literally, there was nothing to them. Generic. I didn't get too much enjoyment out of this film, as you can tell by my review here. It's two stars. Okay. I'll give it two and a half, so you're not that far off. All right. Here's a couple of reviews here. One from the Rough House podcast. Dark Phoenix wasn't the worst X-Men film, but damn if they didn't try to make it so. It's a shame this iteration of the franchise dipped so low because it's a stellar cast. But the only highlight of this one was actually seeing the X-Men go balls out in the fight scenes. Two stars. And another one here from the Watching Comics podcast. Dark Phoenix is maybe the most needless and expensive dry heave the comic book movie arena has seen. So there's that. Pretty on point reviews, guys. Yes. Not bad at all. All right, mate. What's your number five? My number five is It Chapter 2. Ah, okay. We did do a bonus episode on that. We did. So if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts, go and check that one out. As well as my in-depth thoughts, because that is my number four. Okay. So back to you, mate. My number four is Late Night. Late Night. Definitely want to watch this. Really? Yeah. How come? I've had heard some buzz about it for a couple of months now. But what? Really? Yes. Oh, is there good buzz about this film? Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling? Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, that's the only reason I watched and, it. In all honesty, I'm not a big Mindy Kaling fan as well. Yeah, but I mean she's okay in the office. I saw the trailer for it. it looks okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very it's a very easy watch. Uh, Emma Thompson's good in it. I like her in general. But oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to rack my brain for something that happened in this movie. And it's, is it is it a good one to sit down with the missus with? Yeah, like that's the thing. I sat down with the missus and watched a film that she could tolerate. So there's that. It's just such a throwaway film. No one's going to remember this film. I can't believe there's moderate buzz on this thing. It is very standard. It's about a, a struggling late night host who Mindy Kaling sort of comes in and changes the way she runs her show because it's going downhill. Like, that's the story. It goes exactly as you expect it to go at every single step of the way. To be fair, there might have been buzz about it until the movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I give Late Night two stars. Fair enough. Got a review here from Jamie. Late Night is a nice, well-acted film with an obvious story. It definitely belonged on TV, not as a major theatre release. I do agree with that. Fair enough. All right, Hendo, your number three. My number three is a film that I believed you watched last week, told me not to watch it, and I did it anyway, and I regretted it. What was it? It's the documentary The Great Hack. <laughs> you said you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, but then I saw it on Netflix. It was it was still on my list uh, at that time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bloody watch it. Why not? Who gives a shit? I don't care for Dean's opinions. I'm going to judge my judge this film. I was like, oh, yeah, it is shit. Yeah, it is. It's... It could like the the story has a bit of intrigue. The story is interesting. Yeah. Like I watched that little Netflix trailer they play as you're scrolling the through. trailers, and I was like, you know what, that looks pretty good. Yeah. And it just doesn't go where you think it's going to go, and it goes in in it obviously in a bad way. Like starts to focus on these some of these people who are involved, in it, and I'm like, I don't care about you. I want to know more about how this 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 stuff works and what what it means to me. But no, it's more about how some of these people who work in the business are now 
you know, in a bit of strife for what they've done. And I'm halfway through it, I'm like, man, you should like, there's these key, like three people. And I'm like, I do not care about any single one of you. So show me something else. And they don't. Nah. So for me, it's two stars. Yeah, fair enough. All right, mate. What is your number three? My number three is a film that I was somewhat excited to see when I saw a first little snippet of a trailer a little while ago. And then it got relatively panned on release. And that is Danny Boyle's Yesterday. Yep, it's about time you watched it. Would you give it two and a half? I think. Okay, I'm on board with that. Two and a half. Uh, I. It's really. I feel like the two and a half stars are given for the Beatles music alone. These there's so many music band biopics lately. You got Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, Yesterday, and I know this isn't about the Beatles, but it's just full of Beatles music. I like the Beatles to mm. on a casual sort of level. Yeah. And I like these songs. And the characters are okay. Lily James is pretty forgettable in it, to be honest. The lead here, Hamish? Hamish. 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 Hamish Patel is, is good. Like, I've never seen him in anything. He's quite... He's believable. And I think it's crazy that, you know, like he gets hit by a car, wakes up, and no one knows the Beatles... And he plays all these songs and, you know, it's great. There's like subplots with that you think are going to go somewhere and they just just die, yep. completely die. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, I actually thought like the entire third act was probably going to be about that. And it's not at all. It's really just a, a love story enveloped in this Beatles tale. It Sharon's in it for some reason. Yep. yep. I, th- I think my biggest gripe with it is that they didn't go down the route of how has the world now been affected without the music of the Beatles? Like they just continued on. Like Oh, they did some things like Oasis didn't exist. And that figures. was it. <laughs> I laughed at that. Figures. <laughs> But overall, I give it two and a half stars. Fair enough. Got a couple of reviews here from Death by Film Podcast. Yesterday was very disappointing. A pretty fun concept was left at just that and created a lot of logical errors. And from Once Upon a Tom in Hollywood, great Twitter handle, by the <laughs> Fantastic. way. Fantastic. Yesterday, I experienced a few more eye rolls than I'd have hoped for, but still had a decent amount of fun. I mean, it's nonstop Beatles music. Who cares? I'm kind of on that level. Yeah, that's good. Over to you, Hendo, for your number two. My number two film is Anna. It's a 2019 film. It's not good. <laughs> Do you, you obviously don't know anything about this film. Nope. It's essentially about this, uh, I guess, this Russian woman who becomes a spy. And she there's a lot of double-crossing and triple-crossing in that. I hate those movies. It's so very Red Sparrow and yeah. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It's just not – it's no nowhere near as good. It's so B-grade. Uh, when I was watching it, I'm like, this reminds me of um, La Femme Nikita. And I'm like, it, like a, it looks like a downgraded La Femme Nikita. Funny enough, La Femme Nikita was directed by Luc Besson, who also directed this. So he's basically taking his work and made it shitter. He doesn't care. He doesn't. And there's just so many flashbacks. The flashbacks in this were incredibly frustrating. Like something would happen and then it'd be this shock twist. And like, oh, six months ago, let's go back and see how this happened. And then they do it like four or five times in the film. I got to a point where I'm like, I actually don't even know where I'm at in this film anymore. I can't tell what if what I've seen so far has actually happened already or if that's like six months ago. Like I've just, you've done it too many times to me in this film that I'm, I've just lost all interest. Helen Mirren is in this as well. There's some Russian old um, mother to you the- You don't need to say old, Hendo. No, but you look at the, all the Russian agents in this and then she's, she's like- She's not going to be playing a 20-year-old, is she? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. 
um, the score for this film is noticeably bad. Like I don't necessarily go out of my way and I think, oh yeah, I can. I, I really love the music that's playing. But in this film, I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, that score is horrid. It really lowers it for me. Even the editing, like it's action, but it's that quick cut, quick cut, quick yeah. cut, when it didn't need to be. And I just didn't believe how... She is this uh, regular Russian girl. She gets pulled in by this agency, and then it's like one year later, and she is the baddest uh, spy ever. Like, you don't see any of what happens in between. It's just cut. Yep, she's the best. She's the best ever, and she <laughs> she can just, like, destroy a, a team of soldiers with, like, her ninja kicks and her flips, and it, it was very choppy, very not good, and that is also a two-star film. That's a shame. Yes, it is. All right, here's two reviews for Anna. First one from Shane Beauregard. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was better than the 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I think 26% is about accurate. And another one here from the short and sweet film reviews. Anna's script overuses flashback sequences, practically spoon-feeding its audience because it doesn't trust them. While Sasha Luce holds her own here, Luc Besson's new film is a smug repackaging of his most acclaimed work, La Femme Nikita, in an effort to stay relevant. Two stars. Spot on review there, mate. All right, mate, you're number two. My number two film is a film we both had to watch. It is Dead Man's Shoes. Yes, Dead Man's Shoes. Obviously, you can tell that is my number one film for the week. But in all fairness, the first four have been two stars so far, so this could still go either way. What did you think of Dead Man's Shoes? I liked it. It was kind of... It was hard to get into, I'll admit, at the start. But the more it went on, I think the more I liked it. The performance from the lead... Sorry, his name escapes me. Paddy Constantine. Thank you. Really, really good. Really mm-hmm. solid. This film feels like like a first-time director film. It definitely feels very grimy and gritty. It's very gritty. Low budget. Very low budget. For anyone who doesn't know what this film is about, it's about a soldier who returns home to his small town and exacts some uh, revenge, uh, some deadly revenge on these thugs who tormented his uh, dim-witted brother while he was away. Uh, I went into this film thinking it was going to be incredibly graphic. It wasn't. I like how they show flashbacks in this really old, gritty, grimy, black and white style, like smashed up negative kind of way. Really shows the the reasoning for what has happened. I agree with you. I think Paddy Constantine's really good in this. I know Paddy Constantine mostly from Hot Fuzz. So to see him in this serious role, really serious role as this oh, he's, massive hard ass and very struggling. intimidating, yep. really good. Yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, there's um, there's something that happens maybe you know a little way through the film, which I didn't see coming at all. Absolutely knocked me on my ass. And in all honesty, that bumped it up half a star for me. Can I guess what your rating is then? You sure can. I will guess that it was three. Now it's three and a half. Very good. Yeah. Mine's at three. Cool. Mine's at three. I enjoyed it. I just felt like it lacked polish. And I know that that was the feel that director Shane Meadows is going for. But yeah, it it felt more cheap than gritty. Okay. I didn't get that feeling. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Shane Meadows' next film, This Is England? I don't think I have. I've heard of it. Oh, I've, I've had so many people so many times tell me to watch it. I've never watched it, but... It'll be interesting to see what that's like if I get around to watching that one. No, fair enough. So that was my number one film for the week. The only film I'd recommend, Dead Man's Shoes. That was my number two. All right, we have one review here for Dead Man's Shoes from Jimmy Roberts. Dead Man's Shoes is thrilling, heartbreaking, and maybe the best film of 2004, apart from Anchorman. But a film that is also hard to watch for a second time. Toby Kebbell gives an outstanding performance. All right, mate, we're up to your number one. What is it? Blinded by the light. My dream was to come here and work hard for my family. If you don't try to fix this, we will lose our son for good. This guy is incredible. You've never heard lyrics like his. Is that Billy Joel? 
Billy Joel, you try and raise your kids right, Jay. things about not letting the hardness of the world stop you from letting the best of you slip away. My hope is to build a bridge to my ambitions, but not a wall between my family and me. Hope to see you visit. I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen's hometown. I can't think of a better reason to visit the United States than to see the home of the boss. Yes, it is on my list. i got to watch it. <laughs> this is another one of those music films where you're going to hear 100 songs of the band or person that it's boss. about. And this time it is the boss. It is the great man, Mr. Bruce Springsteen. <sighs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Um, Does he dance in the dark? No, not in this film. Poor form. Missed opportunity. Yes. No. Blinded by the Light is the true story of- Really? A, true yes, story? The true story. No shit. Of a Pakistani teen living in Britain and one that is struggling with his tra- traditional life of oppression from the family where his life should be dedicated to serving his family, whereas he's- trying to be his own his own person, his own man, and that's going against everything that his family is, you know, telling him and has told him since birth. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. I didn't expect this to be a great look at racism, but it really is. Okay. The way it deals with, um, like, you see him when he's a child and you see him when he's, you know, I imagine 17, 18. It's, it's very different, but I did like it. I really, I really did like the racist tones of the film. I thought they were quite powerful. But it's also a great coming-of-age story. This is about a man who, as I said, is struggling to find himself and what triggers it, obviously, is him finding Bruce Springsteen. Him getting ridiculously into Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. There are some funny moments. A lot of funny out there public singing of the boss. It's weird. But (laughs) as a Bruce Springsteen fan, I quite liked all this stuff. So I enjoyed it. It But? But, but, but. It does. The third act does get a bit cliche. Yeah. But that's about it. Honestly, it's a very enjoyable film. Can I guess... Three and a half? Yeah, three and a half yeah. stars. Fair enough. I'm definitely going to be watching that. Very good. And that's going to do it. Thank you very much to Gerald from Two Peas in a Podcast. And thank you to you, Dean, for another fantastic episode. It's always fun to talk some movies with you. It is. Thank you, Hendo, for listening. <laughs> You're most very welcome. I have appreciated your silence. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, thank you to the listeners for listening to the episode. Of course, as always. And we will see you all next week for Infernal Affairs. Bye. Bye.